So I have a medium-sized bone to pick with you. Uh, okay. You got me in trouble. I got you in trouble? Yeah. This might be a little bit of a sandbagging, but you got me in trouble today. I, how, okay. How did I get you in trouble? You got me in trouble because apparently at one point my wife came up and tried to give me a kiss, to which I kind of blew off. Uh, again, and um, then I'm, so far don't see how this is my fault. And then... Uh, she wanted me to come sit on the couch beside her, uh, at one point. Uh, but apparently I ignored this and she kind of finally got my attention and she said, I want to point out to you that you were ignoring me and you're not going to be doing anything with me because you're going to be hanging out with Justin tonight. So I'm ditched. But right now when you do have the opportunity or I try to kiss you, you are currently looking on how to make a mermaid costume for your adult male friend instead of trying to give your wife a sensual kiss. A sensual kiss? And she kind of... uh, Did she she, say sensual? No, but it was definitely... She did the attempt for like more than just like a hello peck. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't going to be a full drag out thing in front of the boys, but it was going to be more than just the chicken peck. Right, you weren't going to make it out, because but it was enough to make the kids uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I blew her off because I was trying to look for <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how to make a costume for you. That totally sounds like my fault <laughs> and not your own problem at all. So she made sure to point out like how pathetic my life is right now. <laughs> that that's, that's what I was putting off. Yeah. Uh, any kind of a female contact for was, uh, was for you. She should know this is a standing date. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what two fat guys do on a Friday night. <laughs> this is really this is it. The uh, it was funny because we were just having a conversation that that Tom Karosik has a has a concert tomorrow that I was working on going to, and then I found out right. he, he goes on at eleven forty five, and I'm like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> you are an old man, sir. I absolutely am. I make no mistake about it. I absolutely am. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you got anything before we dive into Saw 5? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I woke up this morning and I my alarm went off. I wasn't feeling the greatest. So then I like I called in, didn't go to work today. Woke up about 9.30, had to take a leak. Was like, well, since I'm already taking the day off, I don't feel that great. I'm just going to sleep this off. I'm going to go back to sleep. And then I woke up at 3.30 p.m., so uh, I feel better. I had been awake for 13 hours at that <laughs> point, just so you know. <laughs> that's not a joke. 13 hours. Yep. So that's that's uh, that's been my day today. And 13 and a half hours prior to that, uh, my three-year-old made his way into our room with my wife because she had been up with him for like two hours because he was coughing. She gave up and tried to put him in our bed. So I was actually up like a half hour earlier than normal, about two in the morning, because he proceeded to try to talk to me and tell me that he was going to sleep in our bed, which is difficult to do when you're telling me that you're going to sleep in my bed. (laughs) Your life sounds fantastic. (laughs) She wonders why I'm excited about mermaid costumes for you. (laughs) Oh... So, that excitement led us to Saw 5 tonight. Saw 5. So, same thing as always, Justin, Saw 5. I'm gathering from 
your facial expressions during the credits. I feel like I'm enjoying this more than you. I'm not not enjoying it. Um, it's it's kind of a paradox for me mm-hmm. in that these movies are very much made for a wide audience mm-hmm. in that it's just trying to get see people get killed in clever ways. Right. But I think that I'm smarter than the average person. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time watching these back to back to back putting everything together so it's a weird paradox in that you it's simultaneously made for kind of the lowest common denominator but you got to be like on your a game trying to figure this stuff out man apparently i'm on my a game because i'm very excited because all of this makes like 100 percent sense to me it is very exciting and like i sometimes i feel like normally i get engrossed in movies and i kind of shut off my brain mm-hmm Oh, you can't do that with these, man. No. And so it's it's a fun experience because I feel like I am generally like one step ahead, maybe half a step ahead, or like right there of the plot. Like nothing... Even in during this? Yes. Good like, for you. A lot of things that you were like, oh, did you catch that? And I was like, well, I was anticipating that because I had figured that out during this scene. Yeah. So... I like it because it's it, it's making sense. This one seemed like the least saw saw movie because there wasn't really a lot of gadgets. It was more, man, we gotta we gotta spend this movie basically just shoehorning this character into the previous four movies. Yeah, there's definitely that's happening, but they do that in about as good a way as you possibly can. Yeah, so yeah, there are a lot of loose threads in each of the movies that we don't really think about. And they and probably then, didn't even think about, like when they were doing Saw 1, I don't think right. they put that much thought into the pen. Yeah. But that just, kind of become to cr- became a crucial point right. during 5. Um, so you're right. I think it's obvious that they're shoehorning things in that didn't fit. Mm-hmm. But they did as good of a job as you could ask for with what they've been given. I really think when they're like, you got to figure out a way to make a Saw 5. Right. This, I think Dunstan and, and Melton did as good as you could. The two writers, I'm sorry. Yeah. With, no, with, with, with coming up with things You like said that. Dunstan and all I could think of was checks in, but. <laughs> the orangutan <laughs> movie? Yes. Yeah. Orangutan. Is that the real definition or the real pronunciation? That is it. Orangutan. So at what point? At what point? <laughs> this is a serious question. At what okay. point does the technical definition stop being the correct definition when everybody abandons it? For example, mm-hmm. "night" is almost appropriately spelled "nite" at this point, which is infuriating. Like Nick at night. Like everywhere you see the word "night," it says "nite." It's like light and light, L-I-T-E and L-I-G-H-T. They're different. Words light is more of a marketing term, L-I-T-E. And I feel like night is kind of the same way. It's painful because it is not a word. <laughs> so don't try to pr- correct me for saying orangutan, which is what everybody in the history of ever has said, except for you because you apparently read the dictionary. Apparently I look at how the letters are placed and pronounce them accordingly. That reminds me, it was awesome when they used a knife to kill someone. In this movie. Yeah. Don't you know? He was a brave knigget. 
which is how that word was really pronounced. That's why it's spelled that way, because it was originally pronounced Knigget. It's in... Knife? No, Knight. Oh, like, nice. Knight in Shining Armor. I thought you were dropping a weird no. N-bomb, dude. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this happening right now? I didn't see this going this way. All um, right, so let's talk about the movie. Sorry, go ahead. It starts with the Sword of Damocles. And I was immediately depressed because I was like, oh, they're running. They're so running out of ideas that they basically just took this cool saw mechanism that existed before saw, you know, the sword of Damocles. And they're just saying, okay, Jigsaw did that too. Mm -hmm. So I was excited when it came back and said, no, it was an imitator. Mm -hmm. So like. That still that still leaves the character of Saw as a clever murderer, non murderer, mm-hmm. however you want to think of him. So I enjoyed that the the outcome of that was that it wasn't actually him; it was an imitation. Because it wasn't as the best work that Jigsaw would have came up with, right? Because it was it was it wasn't an original idea. Mm-hmm. It was it was something you know from somebody would expect exactly. Yep. Uh, around the beginning, also they mm-hmm. sh- they they show a cell phone, and they do a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, we got to make note now, filmmakers, just don't show a cell phone because you're immediately gonna date it when you do that. I think that's intentional at this point. I think that they are showing that the events of Saw Five take place very close to the events of Saw One. Like, this has been months, not years. I feel like. Okay. Maybe. I feel like that's why they're intentionally showing the flip phones, which... But 2008, didn't we still have flip phones? Yeah. Like, this was almost a decade ago. Like, because I was starting to wonder that. I pulled out my phone to see what it was. So it was made in 2008, mm-hmm. so it was probably filmed in 2007, because at one point they pull out VHS again. Right, but DVD's been around since the late 90s. Yeah. But the last VHS was mass-produced in 2006. Yeah, but they still the camera still existed, the blank tape still existed. Yeah. My grandfather bought blank VHS tapes 5 years ago or less. Yeah. I so, I I'm chronologically confused about a lot of things, so I'm Okay, not so try the to iPhone on that. came out in 2007. I didn't mean, This is the moment when you start explaining Golden Girls to me. <laughs> That's not what needs to happen. You're getting sidetracked the wrong way. <laughs> but That's not to, what I was talking about. In my brain, I think I think that the flip phone is showing that this takes place very close to the first one because I feel like at this point detectives and stuff they probably would have had like blackberries or something. Maybe I'm wrong on that assumption. It, it can't be taken well, I guess the whole series probably takes is real close to one another. Yeah. Because it's all hinging around like during the majority of this film Jigsaw just died. Right. I still wish we would have listened to the beginning of Saw 4 to hear what the recorder said to Jigsaw. Yeah, I'm I sorry, thought that which, might come into play. Yes, I feel like because it starts off it's something along the lines of you're going to be tested right now. Right, but that so, didn't happen. Let's go. Let's okay. Let's recap chronologically. This movie happens before Saw One. Then, during Saw Three and Four, the end of Saw Three and Four, and then basically immediately after Saw Four. 
pretty much. Because Jigsaw gives Hoffman the portfolio on the people who are in the game that is this movie. But I'm still not convinced that this couldn't be right after he dies, but before mm-hmm. Hoffman goes and sees his body and gets the tape out of there. Couldn't it be between his death in four? I'm sorry, his death in three, mm-hmm. which is four simultaneously. Right. Couldn't it be between his death and him going to get the recorder out of his stomach? Well, in this movie, uh, the FBI agent, uh, Peter Strom, he goes to the place where the scene in the end of three and four happened. And remember, he flips over the gurney. So obviously the autopsy has already happened. Mm-hmm. So this kind of takes place in that time, of that time around that, right after that. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. How, all right. So, so that being said, mm-hmm. how in the hell is the average moviegoer <laughs> supposed to know this from a year before, man? I, that's why it's weird to me that I, that maybe that's why the audience declined. Uh, I assume it declined. It's a paradox, right? Like, yeah. Like I, they had to write this. They had to write these for for a general audience, and then it seemed like it may have gotten away from them in a way that. I'm enjoying them because they are more cerebral. I'm not not enjoying them at all. It's just I'm still I'm confused both on the level. I, I'm not completely confused. I'm still a little disoriented about right. the chronology of things, but mostly like looking at the film as a whole, like the if I, I wouldn't have funded these movies, I would have been like, we need to start over and bring Jigsaw back to life. Like if it was <laughs> yeah. me writing these checks, yeah, as good a job as they did about keeping this clever and having things make sense, yeah, I, I wouldn't have said it's a good idea. They needed to dumb it down more, man. I, like, I, and I'm enjoy, I'm yeah. glad they did this, but I'm saying, stepping back mm-hmm. and looking at it, if I was producing and I was writing this check. Right. I wouldn't have given the okay to something this complicated. Yeah. And I mean, that's something I put in my notes that this, there's a whole lot of not saw movie going on in here. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. It, it it definitely ties together things from all four saw movies, but it didn't feel itself like a saw movie. It's, but there were moments I think that did as far as the filmmaking goes. So like when, when Strauss, Strauss, Strom, Strom, Strom has his head stuck in that thing there's mm-hmm. like the frantic cutting and the shaking of the head right but that again, feels like a saw movie yeah i mean that that felt like a saw movie but uh what i was talking about is there's a whole lot of just the previous saw movies were like it was detective work trying to figure out who saw was like who who's jigsaw and Obviously, they know who Jigsaw is now, so they can't be doing that. Like so it was, it was, it was like half and half. Or not necessarily half and half, but it was either the detectives on the the Jigsaw case, and it's all going down to Jigsaw, or it was actually people in these traps and things. Mm-hmm. And I guess that technically is what this movie is, but because the the mystery has been solved, because frankly. I don't think I am rooting for any character in this movie. No, like it felt a little weird. Yeah, I you're you're completely fine with anybody dying at any point, right? Or anyone 
Literally. I mean, I was rooting for Strom uh, to a degree because the way he survived that trap was really badass and not expected at all. So what did what did he did he do anything wrong to be there? No, he, he just, was he, he was supposed he to have die. Lived. He but was, what did he do wrong to die in the beginning? I think the point is that that was more in the lines of an Amanda or Hoffman trap, not a true jigsaw trap, because there was no way out. He figured it out, right? Or yeah, because there was no there was no jigsaw tape. There was nothing. It, this seemed to be like maybe Hoffman set this up without mm. jigsaw knowing okay. or something. I can buy that. Yeah. I don't know if, if that's definitely true. Yeah, but. no, I can buy that, though, because it's the same thing that I had issue with previous um, with the SWAT guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't he Riggs, didn't really rig. Yeah, he didn't really have that grave of sins. Neither did Strom. No. So that's the question that I was asking as we were as I was watching this. Yeah. So, yeah, what I like about. They preserve the jigsaw. Every movie he mentions, I'm not a murderer. Uh, I I'm I rehabilitate people. Mm-hmm. So that is the through line through this and through this whole series. Whether you know you believe him or not, he, he at least he has that it. mantra. He yes, believes it. He and that's he that's the important part. He believes it. Um, I was thinking about as I was watching this, and this probably more so than any of the others, or maybe it's just the culmination of them. How lucky did they get when they cast Tobin Bell as Jigsaw in Saw 1? Yeah. Because he didn't do jack shit in Saw 1. No. But he is dude. phenomenal. Like, yeah. I thought he he's knocking out of the park. Like, this mm-hmm. one in particular. And I'm like, that easily could have been an extra, basically. Because I don't think he had a line. Right. Uh, uh, he might have. Well, I guess, yeah, because he recorded the tapes. Yeah. But that could have been anybody, too. That didn't have to be him. That mm-hmm. could have been a voiceover person. Um, so I think they really lucked out with the fact that they cast him because he's definitely able to carry this series. And it's right. definitely possible that they would have just cast somebody that was willing to lay in the ground for as cheap as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just needed to cast somebody who looked like a, a cancer patient. Yeah, and, and they they either they lucked out or they did a great job because I think Tobin Bell knocks it out of the park with this. I think he makes it. Yeah, these last two movies, he's really gotten to show his chops, and he's been doing a great job. Um, wouldn't the lawyer... So the lawyer ha- gi- gives this trunk mm-hmm. to his widow. Yes. Wouldn't he be legally obligated to show somebody else that? How to, Like, to show the cops? If this is a known serial killer, and he's got these messages and things, wouldn't I there be some... I don't know. I... I don't know. It doesn't obviously stick out as something. Yes, but it doesn't. It doesn't preclude it from being so. Yeah. Um, the other one. But I that's know, another thing. That's a thread. She opens up the box. We never see what's in the box. I have the vaguest memory that, that comes back. Okay. Like I feel like we're about to find out more about. Yeah, that but that's box. that's like another thread. The the yes that is left open for the next movie. Yeah. Um. There's like a press conference scene. Yeah. And. I kept thinking, like, the pretty blonde journalist they yeah, kept showing. they kept showing her like was like they be... did Hoffman in 3. Yes. So maybe we're getting ready to see her again. Yeah. But, so, every movie, ha- every, they have a little notebook, the journalists do. Like, the exact same thing that I take notes on. Mm-hmm. What are they, what are they writing? Because they're not writing 
like they could record the 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 what they're saying. Mm-hmm. We were just talking before we started recording, even where we watched this episode, that half right. the time both of us write notes that we don't know what the hell they mean. Yeah, how not necessarily this, but yeah. how do journalists? I mean, they're writing down their their thoughts and feelings about the moment and maybe the things off on the peripheral that the camera won't get. I would assume that they're writing their immediate reactions. But is that a real thing or is that a movie thing? I have no idea. I assume that they're doing the same thing like at when Donald Trump holds his stupid presidential address or whatever and doesn't call on people because he doesn't like them. Uh, they they all have notes or phones or iPads or no notebooks something laptops. I, I just always envision like like at one point I think Hoffman pulls out a little notebook like the police officer notebook, mm-hmm. and he only writes the word Erickson yeah. real big for us to see. Yeah, <laughs> like like if you had some epiphany, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, I figured something huge out. Would you need to take out a notebook and write that name right. down? Or that note would be like, okay, Erickson is Strom's boss. He's the one taking over for the case. <laughs> Not just Erickson. <laughs> underline, underline, underline. Yeah. <laughs> that was totally for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you spelled it correctly. There's sp- so many other spellings you can speaking, do for that. Speaking of, er- of Strom, yeah. was he psychic at some points? Because there would be moments where I felt like yeah. I felt like it would pull away, and I was like, "Have we been in his mind for the past twenty minutes? Right? He's, was he envisioning these things? He would just ask a question and then look off in the distance, <laughs> and then we would get twenty minutes of backstory, and then we would pop then out of he his would head. Like, he would, yeah, pop out of his head and go, "Huh? So that's how it happened." And go on. <laughs> but then he would also tell the audience what he was thinking. Yeah, like he would be he would be sitting there and just look up and go. So you killed him to re- get revenge for your sister. Yeah. Like, he said the word sister at one point. It literally had sister on the screen. Right. And he just I said, said sister. <laughs> and then he said sister. Because we were both putting it together simultaneously. <laughs> but you didn't need to because it said the word sister giant on the screen. You're oh, both. <laughs> but literally, it said the word sister giant on my screen, too. And I said it out loud. I know. That's so I'm, I'm a character in a movie. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, the uh, so yeah, there are li- there are like four timelines going on in this movie, basically, and I don't know that they're all necessarily wrapped up in the end because we've got the present, we've got Hoffman's past, we've got uh, we don't know. There's a weird time of when the main game of this movie is happening. I guess at the end it all kind of wraps up when they all converge at that point. Yeah, because Strom ends up meeting up with the real estate bitch. Yeah. Um, Erickson does. I'm still hung up on... I I seem way more hung up on this than you are. I'm still hung up on the tape from the stomach. Yeah. I still don't have answers to that. And then maybe just I'm just dumb and I'm putting too much emphasis on it. Maybe we should go listen to it after this. Yeah. We get recording this. Um, the There was a moment when they, show, but when they showed Sister before we knew it was Sister. Mm-hmm. 
you said to me, am I supposed to recognize that face? And we've already said that you have Asperger's, but this is the worst movie for you to be watching with Asperger's. Yes, I, I cannot... I cannot recognize faces, so but, every time, every time someone's on screen and I don't, I have to go. Should I know them? But but it's, have they been in a previous movie? But are if, they trying to point out something important here? Because I need to know. But I'm not that good of help to you yeah, because you're like I'm, I don't think so. But there's a distinct possibility that she is. So but I still, like we need to combine my ability to recognize faces yes. with your ability to follow the movie, and exactly. we will be yeah, we will be. One incredibly large person. We just need a Voltron into one really fat guy. <laughs> the uh, my my mind was blown when the pendulum happened when Jigsaw was still alive, right? And you were not impressed. I wasn't. I hadn't figured. I didn't figure that out at the beginning of the movie, obviously. But when he took out that piece of skin, I knew that. Oh, I didn't know, but I assumed that it was earlier because like, I think that that happens in one and that's the only movie where that happens where he actually carves out the jigsaw of skin. So maybe this is cynical of me, but Mm -hmm. I just saw it and I was like, Oh, that's a character trait that they haven't been consistent with. And that may be true, but the, the writer of this movie to use it to his advantage. No, I no, I'm saying they're smarter than I am for that reason is because yeah. now it they took what might have been a flaw, like you said, mm-hmm. and m- made the series even better for that. Right. Um, we You talked about it, and we a lot of this is talking about chronological. I bet you it's already happened as popular as this is and as long as it's been out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there could be like a 10-hour chronological cut of Saw that should answer all of these questions. Yeah. Because I guarantee you... When Dunstan and Melton were writing this, mm-hmm. they had like a wall filled, like the stereotypical crazy. They probably made that cut. You're probably right. Yeah. Well, as they were doing it. Right. Um, but the stereotypical like crazy writer wall or researcher wall, mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that they had that. Like they were dissecting the previous movies. Right. And had to have had time frames for everything so that they could fit it in. Because I feel like if they were sitting here, every question we would ask right now, they would have an answer to. Honestly, I, I think that it's sounds- that tight. That sounds super fun for me. Like, okay, we've made these movies. We need to make another one. Make it tie in. That seems like that would be a, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, or it, a nightmare. It I, probably both. Yeah, and, and like I'm sure that there were moments that they were ready to die, <laughs> but I think that they pulled it off. Oh, at yeah, least you've so got far, like two months to do it because we got to film this. Yeah, exactly. Have it out. Um, the. This is an awkward pause. Yep. This is me vamping because he can't read what he wrote on his notes. Shut up. I have Y razor wire up stuck <laughs> sticker styre up shear. <laughs> Why is the razor wire still up there? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was your note. You was, said something about it. Because I was going to type it, and you're like, if you're going to type that, I just wrote it down. <laughs> so I trusted it's the you. One note, it's the one note that you knew that I wrote, and yeah. it took me forever to try to figure <laughs> out what it said. So, so yeah, like, why is that Why is that still in a publicly accessible place? Why I, is that razor wire still there? I think because, so at the risk of getting serious for a second, mm-hmm. I've kind of started talking about this and just casually looking into it so my mom's not well Mm -hmm. and like i was talking to people that lost people and like anticipating 
how that process works. Yeah. And you were like on your own, like they will take the body and everything after that you're on your own. Right. So like if somebody gets shot and killed, they'll take the body and everything else is laying there for you. Right. There, there are whole cleaning companies that specialize in just like, Oh, there was a murder in your house. Guess we got to clean it up now. But you have to pay for that too. It's not like the cops are doing it like the cop. And so if you've got this nasty, weird, abandoned building nobody's gonna come up and clean that shit up they're gonna get rid of the body and then they're gonna leave it there i mean i guess but it's still funny I, i'm not saying way to bring it down <laughs> sorry i made a funny point and you're like my mom's well, gonna die yeah <laughs> mortality is a weird thing let me discuss it with you all right from now for for the next bit until for, until i uh until i come up with something new mm-hmm. when you went up with me with something funny i'm just gonna throw out my mom's dying okay <laughs> just sounds good just to totally pull the rug out from under you does that sound good sounds great um how did so Hoffman? He went to Hoffman's house. He went to he went to some house, which which we assumed the was basement house. ties into this whole thing. I don't. Did they buy this house? Okay, anticipating this, did he, they do some underground digging and make the tunnels match the building where they're at? Here's the thing. I hit the microphone. I'm sure that sounded great. So, Strom goes into this house finds like a trap door goes down the trap door and winds up in the area where the game is happening and the end of the movie is happening yes erickson goes to like this abandoned building and is in the same place but at least he was set up to be told to go there yes but no i'm saying that they're like the same they're connected yeah i know i know physically they're connected so I don't understand that 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 wouldn't geographically they during, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But wouldn't they, during the course of the investigation, like look at the rooms and everything, and then go, okay, what else are in these tunnels? And then they find out they're in Hoffman's house or some house. Wouldn't someone follow? Are these Strom's? is this the same place that previous games have happened? I don't think so. So why would they have? They haven't been there yet. No, but. In like the next oh, movie. Oh, afterwards. Yes. Like, they should anticipate the fact that right. they're going to so see there's an So my point arrow. is, if this is Hoffman's house, which we have no idea if it was, but it seems like it would be, that seems the natural place for Strom to go yes. and then find, and then why this underground, the, this tunnel exists, wouldn't someone follow that backwards and wind up in Hoffman's house? Yeah, you would think so. I don't know. There, there are two more movies for us, for us to, Patrick Melton yeah. and... Marcus Dunson are, are laughing behind us like, you idiots, we got these answers ready to go. Yeah, also, like, the the, the end of this movie, I it might be, like, the darkest one yet. Because Hoffman planned his escape via trap where he just gets to sit back and watch his enemy get crushed to death. But his... Strom also had the opportunity to listen yes. and live yes. if he would have just gotten in there like he was told. Yes. Now, here's the question that I have. Mm-hmm. Jigsaw built this because we saw this previously. We, he at least built that box. He at least built the box, yes. Was that the game plan for that the whole time? What Was the, was the game if 
because once Hoffman is in the box, he seems to know that he's safe. Yeah, Hoffman's totally content because he knows the whole time that that's so. How it goes. Was Jigsaw's plan either Hoffman dies or Strom dies? No, because I think if 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 Strom would have got in the box, Hoffman shows up and he's like, "Hey, you got in the box. You're the big winner. Good job." But when the right. box was shut, that's when the door behind them shut. And Hoffman wouldn't have been in the room if he know. would have got in when he was supposed to be. If Strom would have got in when he listened to the thing, Hoffman wasn't in the room. So one of the things we talk about in, in a lot of these is everything seems really complicated and yet goes exactly Jigsaw's way. And then Hoffman, when they're setting up the Saw 2 house... Hoffman brings that up to Jigsaw, Mm -hmm. and I was like, yes, we're finally going to get an answer. (laughs) It may not be satisfactory, but we're going to get an answer, and then he just plays it off. So this this is the same thing. It's just hand-waving, I feel. Yeah, and I think that's probably more than anything the, what we have to get, it's the... Yeah. It's what we have to, you know, it's that's our suspension of disbelief, is that these things go their way. But the fact that they brought it up. And then just hand waved it away. It was a little disappointing. I would rather they just not bring it up. Really? I was just gonna get say at least they're acknowledging it. Yeah, the whole the whole hang a lantern on it. That you mean a lamppost? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lamppost. <laughs> as you have so brilliantly called it in the past. Hanging a lamppost on it. The whole hang a lantern on it thing is supposed to be it's not supposed to be hand waving it's supposed to give you a at least a dumb answer it's not to bring it up and then give you no answer i don't know maybe they thought they gave you an answer it's just you anticipate you I, he says he never like he he never uh assumes he just he knows. never assumes he just accounts for human nature which maybe that is uh I think that's supposed to be the answer. Maybe that is. It's not a good answer, but I. Lamppost. 